0: We're it's just lovely. discovering
1: on our first ever couples quarantine that we're not sexually compatible. Uh, at oh, all.
0: my God. Is that, is that what it? we're able to discover? Next, it'll be couples quarantine with just Jay's Haskell. Chloe's left me. Um, Why do
1: you get to keep the podcast?
0: Because I know how to record it the technology. And that's you can't. true. So, <laughs> that's, that's very basically. Good point. Hello, it is that time. I am James Haskell.
1: I am Chloe Haskell.
0: Yeah, it's fucking damn right, you, Chloe Haskell. Don't try and get into this modern thing of not taking the surname. I'm not... smack down on that. Uh,
1: I don't know if this is a personal podcast or a professional podcast so I'm confused. It's, it's called Couples
0: should... Quarantine, It is course. So couples. I'm Chloe Haskell,
1: also known as Chloe Maidly.
0: Right, welcome to Couples Quarantine. Not a great start, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, a bit like every day in our relationship. I'm joking. Uh, we've been waiting a long time to do this podcast. We've had a few false starts but we have decided to pitch ourselves as your very own agony, and revealing oh and dealing with all couple related uh, issues because on social media, we're often said to be couple goals when actually behind closed doors, we are- Insane. An Insane and a nightmare. However, Chloe is a man-hater, I'm a woman-hater, <laughs> I say things how they are. Chloe says them how they are. She thinks men are to blame. I think women are to blame. Oh, uh, um, I don't I'll...
1: think men are to blame, but James definitely does think women are to
0: blame. Uh, that's not a lie. You genuinely that hate men. That sums up a lot of genuinely my frustrations with you. How dare you. So basically, we're going to go through all of the kind of uh, bits and pieces of new minutiae, but you, the listener, play your role. You are the ones that will be helping us. We will be dealing with your questions. Ideally, if you can send all your questions to CQ Questions at JamesHaskell.org. If you send us your notes, some funny stories about relationships, lads' fuck ups you've made, women's, women's stuff that you want your husband to have done more of, less of, what's irritating the hell out of you, we are going to cover it off. And the first thing I'm going to bring to the table, don't yawn. Alright. Don't yawn. This is couple's quarantine. <laughs> You're
1: talking for really, I thought, at first I thought you were recording an intro, but then it just turned out you were talking for 10
0: years. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sitting there reclining with your tracksuit bottoms on, my T-shirt, drinking my coffee, like picking your ears with your hairy feet in my face. And you think <laughs> and you, you can fucking start having a go at me. Uh,
1: okay, well, let's start on cleaning of ears. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, fine. So James thinks that by pushing, in fact, if anybody is or knows of an ear, nose and throat doctor or anyone who is cu- remotely qualified in this field, please... Do send your questions to one of the seven email addresses that James noted over and over again. That's yeah, it's the one in no, the questions. James has I know. That's, that's a I know. Um, James thinks that cleaning your ears, the best way to do it, the most effective way to do this, is to shove a Q-tip into your ear and toisle it round. So when you take it out, it's like slightly yellow stained because it's been in, <sighs> it's been swirling around in your earwax like a spoon. And he thinks that's cleaning your ear. Now, I was taught early days that the best way to clean your ear was to get something that basically had like a hollow center so that when you scraped it round, so like a a Kirby grip, for example, would be great. When you scrape it around and you pull it out, you pull out all the wax and you see in that like empty space, all the wax come out. And then when I was about 18, I did my first presenting gig back when I used to work in TV and I went to get my earpiece fitted. And the guy was like, you have the cleanest ears I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, because my parents taught me well, because they'd been told the same thing by a guy who fit their earpiece, right, for this morning. So, I maintain that I know how to clean my ears really well and I've got great clean ears. James thinks that this is a disgusting, it is pretty disgusting. I'm not, I'm not de- debunking that. Um, but that also, like, his way of using a Q tip is effective. It's not effective.
0: Right. First of all, uh, Q tips is what you buy. I use specific earbuds with the name, <laughs> specific earbuds with earbuds in the title, right? I love nothing better than gently putting a, a, a Q-tip in, digging a, uh, an earbud. Di- what's
1: the difference between a Q-tip and an Q-tip's earbud? Q-tip's
0: a makeup thing. C- no, earbuds. I
1: mean, what's the difference aesthetically? Oh, one's on- got
0: a triangle pointy bit and a flat end, uh, and one's American, and we don't use American bollocks words on this show. Let's um, talk about the show as if it's been going on forever. And we use ear- It's mainly
1: a shout-out to Q-tip, one of the best rappers of all time uh, ever. Okay.
0: Johnson Johnson Earbuds, shout-out to Johnson Johnson, you're welcome to sponsor us. Um,
1: Didn't they have, like, an off-the-rails daughter...
0: Johnson Johnson?
1: Yeah, or like, yeah. I don't know. Th- I don't air think to, that. Like a hilton esque to the throat.
0: Mentioning them and their daughter, there's not going to sponsor us now, so you've shot us in the foot. I don't think so. John, we
1: don't have a baby, therefore Johnson & Johnson were never going to
0: sponsor us. Well, they do ear, earbuds. They're not necessarily for babies, are they?
1: And I'm saying that your earbuds idea sucks, so right. they're not going to okay, sponsor us.
0: This is, this is bullshit. No, but essentially, <laughs> I gently put it in the ear, have a dig around, scrape, you know, clean it. and I don't force anything. I don't go too deep. And my ears are clean. And when I run... There's a whistling sound because it's so clean. It's like, honestly, every time I run past someone... That's
1: because there's nothing between your eyes. <laughs> well, you say that.
0: When I run, people go, fuck me, the kettle's boiled, Jane. Because I'm always running past Jane. And, uh, and that's why I work. So I've got clean ears. But you, you get Kirby grips, take them out, scrape them. And, and you were putting it and rubbing it on the piece of paper that I was writing couples quarantine information on. And you thought that was fucking so appropriate. I
1: think of your podcast dare What? No, I'm excited about couples quarantine
0: what don't smug it off you were desperate to do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay fine so i suppose the whole idea originated because we wanted to talk about what it's been like in lockdown as a couple um i think everybody will probably be able to relate when we say we've had some really good days and weeks and we've had some really near divorce days and weeks um i don't think we're alone in that having spoken to all my friends there have been some pretty mega arguments and also some really nice family moments how have you found it
0: Okay, I'm going to caveat this. It's a big word, caveat. Um, by the fact that obviously in lockdown, has been nightmarish for lots of people. So many people lost their lives, jobs, livelihoods, you know, uncertainty. Mental health has been tested to the very limit. I have actually been okay. Perhaps because I don't have the intelligence to quantify what's been going on, or more importantly, I'm just one of these people that, that deals in the moment, very much like living for now, the present. Don't yeah, get too excited. Really don't get, don't get too bad. You know, my priority is always to be a little bit better than I was the day before, and focus on the task in hand. So, you know, when we first started uh, lockdown, we, we had a few rows, classic us, over you wanted to know what we were going to do outside of lockdown. You wanted a goal. You're a goal-oriented person. I
1: no, I know. I wanted to basically say. It was very simple. It was when this is all over in God knows how long, where's the first place we should go on holiday? And I thought that was such a lovely conversation to have and such a lovely thing to look forward to in such a quite oppressive, uncertain time. It would have just been really helpful for me. But James, when you say these kinds of things, then when you take any situation out of the present moment, gets like irrationally angry. And he got really upset by this. So go on, Explain.
0: Well, what I got upset about was just purely because we were talking about, you know, you, you wanted to plan what was going to happen. You wanted to go, you know, you, you you said, you know, where we're we going to go, it's what we're going to do.
1: It's plan, it's like a fantasy.
0: Plan, a fantasy, right? But the point is that worrying about when we're going to finish lockdown, we don't know. Imagine we'd said we're going to do something in June. It just, and it didn't happen, it leads to disappointment. So if you live purely in the moment, you don't ever get too excited But I, I wasn't down.
1: giving a timeline. I was just saying when it's all done, yeah, but where should we go? Yeah, but
0: we don't, what, what travel, what, what, what is travel going to be like now? Yeah. You know, we don't so know. So this,
1: this was James's point. Like, why think about it when we have no idea if we'll even be able to travel when this is all over, where we can go, where we can't go. I was like, because I actually said right off the bat, and I This is not a pat on my back. I think this is fairly common. You do pat yourself on the
0: back a lot, though.
1: I do. I really think, like, in this country, we've got such a thing about, like, berating ourselves and being down on ourselves. But if you do something good, you should pat yourself on the back.
0: It's called tall poppy syndrome. Being down on yourself and not ever wanting to put your head above the parapet and actually, you know be happy with other people's success. It's called tall poppy syndrome. We have it in the UK. So oh,
1: I thought tall poppy syndrome was where you thought too much of no, yourself. No, no, no. Oh, so, so basically, there's, the there's, it's, it's more
0: extreme in New Zealand. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, humble. You know, don't say anything. Oh, I broke you here. That's like, yeah, they are look, like, like that. nobody wants to put their head above the parapet and go, big I am. Because if you are, you're a gobby. In the UK, we do it. But we have to do is go on to Daily Mail online. The worst paper in the world, with so the, the Daily
1: Mail isn't a paper. That's the fine. First fine. One.
0: What I meant by that is the comment section of it. You people are weasels. If the world honestly, if there's a button you could press that detonated and destroyed all the people who comment in right, that right. section, the world would be instantly. I'm the nice 50% one. Better.
1: I'm the forgiving one. I'm the affectionate one. I like try and understand where everybody's coming from all the time. But when I read some of the comments on the comment section on the Daily Mail, and I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about people I've never met, like celebrities I've never met before. I actually do not disagree with that statement they are the worst oh, yeah, the people worst people and they pat world. each other on
0: the back they're just toxic and uh, genuinely who's got time to log in set up an account and get really perturbed about something
1: anyway okay so back to the point I was saying... Fuck them is what I'm saying. I was saying, okay, I was patting myself on the back because I yeah. said to James, I reckon travel restrictions in Europe will be the first port of call, will be the easiest port of call when this starts to subside. And of course it might not happen right away, but it will probably happen. I'm incredibly lucky in that my parents have a place in the South of France. So that's always an option. Um, and obviously, you know, our incomes have taken a huge hit. So that takes away, you know, some expenditure when you're not paying for accommodation and you're in a house, so you don't have to eat out all the time. But... Um, And then I was saying, you know, failing that, maybe we could go, Portugal is really cheap and fairly easy to get to, quick to get to, always great, well, not always, but most of the year, great weather. Um, And again, we know friends out there, so we might not have to pay for accommodation, which would help save money. And I was just trying to be like a little bit, a little bit kind of excited about what was to come instead of drowning in the present, you know, kind of uncertainty of it all. But James found that, to be mad me. No. Well,
0: I just, I just because we just didn't know. And it's better, for me, it's better to live in the present. Like, all I'm concerned about at the moment is recording the, the couple's quarantine and then what's for lunch. That's the extent of I know, my concern. All I,
1: all I think about all day long is my next meal of the day. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's because you're, you're in a calorie deficit at the moment. No, right?
1: I was like that at school. I would get to school and just spend every second until lunch thinking about lunch, except on Fridays when it was fish and chip day at my school and the whole, like... Like a two meter circumference tank yes. of fish, fish and yeah. I lived two meters from my school. Hated I would it. wake up on a Friday morning and I'd know it was fish and chip day because they were already cooking it. Yeah, rank, yeah. Man, Rank. Absolutely. But also, you
0: used to go to school in your pajamas because you went to one of them schools. Where it's like, oh, I'm okay if you're okay, don't you know? Yeah,
1: I went to the best school ever. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's like, and oh,
0: hate lessons. Go outside and talk under a tree about feelings.
1: No, I once told James I had my very first panic attack <laughs> in a maths class, just, like just before. I, just I was in
0: set eight for maths, and so there were eight sets. How stupid do you have to be to be set eight?
1: I mean, you're definitely better at maths than I am.
0: Cl- Cl- are you serious? I
1: got I D. I'm the first. I got a D in my GCSE math, and I am the first person in my family to ever pass. Nobody ever got a D. <laughs> Chloe, I ever. can't
0: even do my times table.
1: Okay, fine. Well, anyway, so um, yeah. So anyway, so I had a panic attack in maths once, and my teacher like took me outside and got me some water from the staff room which was lovely and like let me basically like walk around the fit. like we had a big field where like all of our like classrooms were based around just, like really lovely school and let me walk around to like catch my breath and chill out before going back into class and now James uses it like, all the time as like like a stick to beat with he's like oh, yeah, okay, go for okay a did you call your teachers the by their
0: first names
1: yeah <laughs> That's what I mean. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's like just James, anarchy. I did better it's in anarchy. school than you did. I got an A and two Bs, and history, politics, English.
1: No, he didn't get an A and two did. Bs. No, I he did. didn't. He I says did. it because he doesn't remember what he got and he knows it wasn't that good. So he's trying to go that for good. like it was that good. like moderate to good, which is like two A's and two Bs. Well. But I would actually say good to great, two yeah. A's and two Bs. I did not get that. That's the name you of my definitely didn't get that.
0: Good to great, you're welcome. Um, or my history in the bedroom. I
1: reckon you're more intelligent good than me great. now.
0: No, we're not. You're different <laughs> yeah. yeah, very different. Um So, anyway, I don't even know what we were talking about here.
1: You were saying that you were getting angry about us. Yeah,
0: so. well, we got a little bit annoyed by just the overthinking and overplanning. I think lockdown for me has, has been sort of about just trying to live in the present, um, not put too much pressure on myself to achieve and do stuff, which I think people have. Also, you put pressure
1: do- on yourself to achieve Xbox
0: games what Played. okay i am a workaholic on it by jet normally for those of you who don't know me i used to be an extra rugby player uh i'm doing dj and cage fighting public speaking not all at one go that would be quite extreme a bit like dick van dyke from mary poppins one day i'm a chimney sweep next time painting on the streets next time what else job did you do
1: chimney sweep uh street artist um
0: there's one more in it oh one man band we had a band on his back and yeah. cymbals and a hat. It's essentially me, right, at the moment. Except I've got a better English accent than he had. What's that going on, Mary Fobbies? <laughs> Fuck off, Dick. fat tight. You're American. Um,
1: great face on him, man. Great there.
0: face. What an actor. So anyway, we uh, I put pressure on myself to do spits and pieces. But also, I found time to have a bit of a break. Because you've gone turbo on the work, working even harder than ever. And I have dusted off the Xbox and just spent a lot of time shooting people in Red Dead Redemption 2, What it was called.
1: I feel like in equal parts like, lucky and annoyed with myself because I, I, yeah, we've had some, you know what, actually, I'm being such a Debbie Downer. We've had some amazing weekends in lockdown where we've, like, drank loads of wine or tequila or both, um, enjoyed the sunshine, had barbecues, ordered pizza or both. We've had, like, some absolute mega, like, blowout weekends, like, fun. Um, And, but I, I, I have probably worked harder in this period than I think I've ever worked in my life before. And, Actually, um, I I would be lying if I said I haven't had really fun days with you, like without focusing on work. But yeah, it's been it's been quite intense, I think, because anybody who works for themselves will know and anyone who's been working through lockdown and working for themselves will know that you don't have like a like an end time or an end day where you, you implement a day off or where you stop working and you make food and you go to bed or you relax You when you're self-employed every day and every hour of every day is It's a time where you feel like you should be working. But that being said, I managed to implement balance by week three or four because you came to me and you said, listen... You need to be able to have fun at the weekends. You need to be able to switch off at night. You know, don't don't bring your phone to bed. Don't bring your laptop to bed. Sort it out. And I did. And I'm really grateful for that. But
0: actually, bringing some, could I on to our sort of next topic, which was, you know, when you are spending an inordinate amount of time, how do you switch off? How, how are you able, as a couple, for example, to actually separate constantly doing things? You know, because we both workaholics. Yeah. You know, we, we tried last night. You know, we're week, what's it, week 12, 13 of lockdown, What the hell it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we were talking about, you know, I said I'll finish working at 6 o'clock, got to 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. We're still sitting down working. You're working in the kitchen. I'm working here. I mean, it's been very, very hard for us to do that sometimes and to switch off. So what, what would you think your methodology would be to try to, to, to bring a bit of order so we can work when you're working at home, but also enjoy each other's company, but switch off more importantly, because there's so many stress in the world. Sleep has been brilliant. People have either been sleeping the house down and dreaming or, you know, have been not sleeping and struggling.
1: I'm somebody who has always really needed routine for my anxiety, but then especially like 9 years ago when I became fully self-employed, obviously it becomes a lot more about like your practical, professional, financial well-being. So, um what I always try to do is like get up early and get my workout done because A, I don't really have the energy to to work out later in the day, and B, if it's done, I tend to find that it's a box ticked and I'm I'm already off to a good start. Then I will sit down, have breakfast. And I won't, I'll try really hard not to really work. Maybe I'll like dip in and out of something, but nothing mega, have breakfast. And then my work day starts. And then basically I work and I set my alarm for like a lunchtime. And I work from, from the second that I start to the alarm goes off. And then at lunchtime, again, I'll give myself an hour, I'll cook some food, I'll eat some food. Um, and in lockdown, obviously you've been here. So we've had lunch together. Then we'll go back to work. And again, I set my alarm for kind of late afternoon early evening so like 6 30 ish when I'll stop work and I'll start cooking and we'll have dinner together and that is when work is done my work day is done and that has always worked really really well for me in lockdown it's been a struggle because you've been working too which means that we're kind of on you know you've got to get something done I've just finished mine if I start the next thing you'll be done but I'll be into that so it's been actually a lot harder to balance but I think what we have done really well is um We've had the weekends off and Emma, my business partner, I started, I started a new business with a new online coaching business called the EC method with my business partner, Emma, who's fantastic. And she said to me right off the bat, she's much better at this kind of thing than I am because I'm crazy and she's completely sane. And she said to me right off the bat, we're not working Saturday and Sunday. We're not. You know, we work Monday through Friday all day long for our clients, as you've seen. But that's our time off. What do you think?
0: Look, I, I think routine is absolutely key to all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, if we're going to work at home much more often now, which I think will be the case, I think people have proven that they can actually work at home and be trusted. You know, there was always that fear that if you go home, especially for lads, you know, sort of work in between all the wanking that they would <laughs> We're doing, you know, I remember watching a peep show and and one of them started working from home and they're talking to each other and they're like, like, so, you know, how are you finding a, a live, working at home? And the wives walk away and they're like, the wanking, just can't get through the wanking. I going to start a project, have a wank. I think um, if you can get over that point, if you're not with you, if you're not quarantined with your missus. Um, oh
1: my God. Don't pretend like you haven't been. I like. the guy <laughs> Come on, are be honest about it. Serious? When I, hit, when I hit the garage gym for an hour and a half, what I are hit you my doing? Workout? <laughs> <laughs> Little being there. Uh, whoa! One. Absolutely <laughs> not.
0: Absolutely not. I'm fucking. Oh, it's like workout for me. I have to use two hands and everything. It's flat out. Oh, oh God! Um, no, but so they joke and they say, you know, but the thing is, I, I mean, he actually comes up with the concept on Pete shows that you should do do having a wank as a reward. So you know, if you do a load of uh, emails and work, knock one out, celebrate that you've achieved oh, a job. Well,
1: better than reward yourself with a bucket full of food every time you finish an email.
0: This is very true. Which a lot of
1: people have been doing in lockdown.
0: But I think the lockdown thing for me has actually been been all about routine, setting yourself aside, but also knowing when to switch off because if you're self-employed or you're running a business, always the next email always feels like it's the most important. Uh, answering that phone call, you know, now, WhatsApp, iMessage, fucking Instagram. There are shit people get hold of you 750 ways, 360 days of the fucking year, yeah. or 260, whatever it is. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. So you've got to prioritise what's important. And I think in the evening, during these lockdown periods, and if people are going to start working from home, it's about uh, setting aside and going, do you know what, come what may, six o'clock, I'm putting my tool, tools down. <laughs> All the tools down, right? Oh, you know, and actually also dividing up your day because distractions during this work, uh, during this lockdown period, are what fucks you up. You go to sit on your laptop, you have your phone next to you, you've got WhatsApp pinging, you've got, you know, news thing, you've got TV on in the background, you've got emails coming in, someone's pinged you on Facebook, I better post something on social media. Whereas I found the best thing to do is is almost in my iCal is right, next hour, solely emails. No phone, no nothing, get my emails done for the day, boom. On to the next project, editing my autobiography. That's been there. You know. Okay, hour after that, I'm going to have lunch, I'm going to train, then I'm going to do a DJ set. But when it comes to the evening, it's actually... We found watching TV series together a really nice way of unwinding in the evening. You know, we pretty much eat, we eat every meal together. Breakfast time is our favourite meal of the day. You know, we love that. I mean, breakfast for meal, or every meal is a three-course three course meal. We sit down, we watch uh, we're watching Cougar Town, we finished the whole series of Friends. We started watching Ozark, which we really liked, but got a little bit dark early days.
1: I, I feel like lockdown has been quite like an oppressive you know, trapped, dark situation as it is. And obviously Ozark does the symbolism so well of the situation that they're in, but it's very actually weirdly reflective of the situation we've all been in. And it just got to a point where I was just like, you know what? It's kind of, and again, you, you mentioned the sleep thing, which we can come on to, but it was kind of messing with my head a bit before bed, messing with my vibe. <laughs> I was like, I need something like Cougar Town, I need something which is going to make me laugh. That's why we like friends, is not Come yeah. what made
0: friends was like, something cozy,
1: and also where you feel like you're part of a group of friends is like, has been really helpful, I find. Anyway, sorry. The Ken.
0: only problem was though, was watching friends is that I wanted to leave you for Jennifer Anderson, which I know, which caused a bit of a problem.
1: I do get told a lot that I look like her, though, so... I'll take
0: it. You look like Jeff Anderson, her long-lost cousin.
1: It's actually really... I actually, I, I got... So it's so weird. Do you know what's funny? No one ever used to say it to me. But as she's gotten older, now all of a sudden ha. people are like, you look like Jennifer Anderson." So my mum has actually always said it. Taxi drivers, weirdly, have always said it. Recently, my brothers have started saying it, and people on social media, and I'm like, I, look, don't get me wrong. Like, if I could look like Jennifer Anderson now, and she's got, like, a good handful of years on me, I would take it. She is hot... But I'm a bit like, why only now?
0: <laughs> well, well, if you can answer that question, readers, please send your questions you look old bitch. <laughs> CQ questions at uh, Um Talking about, I mean, look, to, to finish that part off, it's essentially get your routine, get it structured, find time in the evening for both of you. Obviously, it's not ideal necessarily with the kids, but even then planning your time, I think, would be better. We don't have kids. Um, thank
1: fuck. I know, I've never felt like more happy that we don't have children in lockdown than ever before this is couples
0: quarantine support for couples quarantine is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped just launched in the uk we've gone years without using the right tools for the job you can be one of the first men in england to experience their life changing products
1: How's your manscaping,
0: James? Well, as you know, Chloe, I like my little bits and pieces to look like the last chicken in the shop, trimmed to an inch of its life. As I expect you to keep your lady bits, lady garden manicured, like a finely toperied. thats not even right. Whatever the word is. Um, what is the thing we trim up bushes?
1: I don't know.
0: Topury. I think it is called toperee you know you've like a bush look like a oh, hedgehog yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so something like that now I've always ma- managed to look after my bits and pieces but I've had a few run-ins, so I'm very excited about Manscaped's new products. I've, I've burnt my testicle with um sort of hair removal creams I've nicked myself many a time with uh unfortunate razors and, and trimmers and you know I think the best thing I've experienced was a little bit of a, a lady razor actually so I'm very excited that Manscaped have launched and redesigned the electrical trimmer with their new lawnmower 3.0, which is just launching in the UK. It's been created to to give you the finest ball trim it's ever been. Um, And when I tell you it's premium, I mean it's premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. It's water resistant. One of the coolest features is an LED light, so you can see where the hell you're going for maximum grooming. It's got 7,000 RPM flower. So if you thought my balls were smooth before, it's going to be unbelievable. I
1: didn't.
0: Well, you did. So get 20% off and free shipping all you have to do is use the code couples quarantine at manscaped.com 20 percent off free shipping at manscaped.com are you ready to have the smoothest balls in and around near you why
1: are you asking
0: me i don't have balls <laughs> Oi, your balls are gonna thank me that's manscaped check it out very soon
1: this is couples quarantine <laughs>
0: I think in in a day, especially if we're going to carry on working together, well, work, working from home and doing bits and pieces and lockdown, intermittent stuff, is was own space. You know how how do you find finding your own space at home?
1: Fine, I feel like we wake up in the morning. That's when James is at his most affectionate and um, sweet. It's usually actually when I'm my most so It's like quite. Quite like a conflicting time for me mentally. I'm like you're aggy really from the nice. moment your
0: eyes open to the moment your eyes closed. True. They're, they're, you're best when you're fast asleep. That's when the party um, starts for me.
1: Um, so oh, the wanking party. <laughs> oh
0: god, so much wanking. So, um,
1: so we wake up together, we have breakfast together, and then we kind of are off on our own, aren't we? Usually by the end of breakfast is when I start replying to clients, and usually by the end of breakfast is when James wants to mosey into the conservatory to do what, God knows, <laughs> watch porn on his computer. Um, and then honestly, like we, we may we'll have lunch together. Sometimes we'll have like a working lunch. He'll take his food into the other room and work and vice versa. Um, and then dinner is our time as a couple. And I think you're right. I think separating your day so that you have you time, whether it's, you know, you're walking the dog, you're spending time with the kids, you're getting your work done, your training, whatever it is. And then, and then having like that final end of the day is being like you and your partner or you and your family or, you know, your personal time. I think that's really, really important structure to keep in place, even if you're not going to
0: work every day yeah and I think also you know people have talked about pressure and on, on top of each other And if you're lucky you know to have have your own space I think that's that, that, that's great lots of people don't have that outside space I think then taking the exercise or, or going out and walking on your own or getting out the house from each other is really important to keep harmony but I think our ability to separate you know and go right we're in the work period of the day here you go off in the other room I'll go here we'll come together at mealtimes we won't try and work through meal times mainly because I'm very messy I'm always spilling shit on my on my laptop and, and, and things like that, which is not ideal. Is we spend some time together, and then in the evening we we sit and reflect. I think that's kind of the perfect crime. And you know, if you've got some outside space, sometimes I go out in the garden, smoke a cigar, do whatever it is, and, and put you know, and kind of relax, and we come together.
1: Yeah, this is one thing that is happening.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. In lockdown, obviously, with the last dance, James has always had this like guilt about the fact that he loves to have a cigar every few days or every few weeks. So I think in an ideal world, he would have always had one every few days. Um, But obviously he's always been an athlete and he's always been taught that like, you know, smoking, smoking cigars will really affect your fitness, which of course it won't if you're, you know, doing it few and far between and you don't inhale the smoke anyway. So, so he's been like, you know, like we'll maybe have a cigar a year, like maybe on his birthday, maybe at Christmas, maybe on holiday. Um, But it's really like really, really like a rare occasion and he loves it. And then all of a sudden, The Last Dance came out, and he was watching, you know, Michael Jordan smoking cigars on his way to games, and he was like, "Wow, if Michael <laughs> Jordan can do it," so I would say now, like well, once a week, you're outside yeah, having a yeah. cigar, but it's really nice. It's like your once a week thing. You usually do it on a Saturday or Sunday, or um, or maybe a Friday, but sometime at that end of the week, and and you enjoy it and you like it. You have a coffee, and then and then you're, yeah. we're pretty good actually. I think we've it was a bit of a struggle, I think, for everyone as well to kind of be find that balance of being good and having fun. I think we all went through our quarantine alcoholic phase.
0: Yeah, I mean look I, I mean, because all the, the, the so I don't, again people who don't know, I was signed a contract at Bellator to have my first fight May the 16th. I actually tore my pec before I went into lockdown which has been really fun with the rehab process but thank God for my old mate Kevin Lidlow physio in London who I've been going to see once a week, um, which was kind of quite a nice, a bit of a refreshing trip down to London. It was like a ghost town, actually. It um, And he was, was amazing. Fu- f- treating me in full PPE, which is uh, always fun. Um, I
1: loved it because you would go get treatment and I'd just walk around London. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, in a completely empty, completely like a ghost dead,
1: town. and in the sun, just beautiful. The only time we I ever had that was when we
0: stayed in Chris, uh, stayed in London for Christmas, didn't we? we arrived on the day before Chris, Christmas Eve, had Christmas Eve, woke up on Christmas Day, and there was not a, a soul around.
1: But all the pubs and restaurants were open, so we would just walk into empty pubs that would have like we got one steaming or two in the
0: punch bowl. Well, I got formerly owned by Guy Ritchie and went into Hackersound. It was like empty, They're
1: completely empty. It was so good, like honestly. I and I obviously I'm a Londoner, and like I live now in Northampton with James, and I would just say that. Like, even what's that governor you're in london that, huh? governor? <laughs> just going back into london like while he went to physio and walking around for an hour felt really good actually
0: yeah, it was nice i mean know I, yeah. I mean so i, I you know I, I think trying to break those things up but actually on on a sunday you know we we really enjoy our sundays and try to have a non-work day there and you know us sitting outside sitting on the ipad watching you know cougar town as it's been having a cigar you know maybe a you know, a sort of sweet wine or something with it, or whatever. So middle class, um, and uh, you know, we kind of really switched off and enjoyed that, which has been kind of really, you know, really nice for me. So we've got, we've nailed the space thing. Have you kept it romantic in lockdown? My God, has it just been a non-stop shagathon? And let's clear this up. Last time Chloe answered this question, right? Is I lost the Range Rover car because of it because I've been with Range Rover for 12 years and they sent me an email for terminating my, my sponsorship because Chloe and I did a photo shoot with Fabulous magazine uh, which she's done like the front cover of and it was sort of a, a romantic Valentine's one where I admitted I was wearing leather trousers and Chloe was in a latex dress but it was tastefully art, artfully done um, and they, she got asked a question about our sex life and she said no, we have sex every day and they were like well Haskell's have sex every day and Range Rover threw me out for that so I'm very you know, wary of what you're going to say to this question but how have you kept it romantic maybe sex Yeah but their the ones PR are.
1: strategy is Of late has been transparent as all hell. I will say that I've been like, anyway, won't go down that road. Um, How have
0: we kept it romantic?
1: Well, what do you mean by romantic?
0: Well, you know, have have given you know. Because I think
1: maybe given what you've just said, your perception of romance is intimacy, like sexual intimacy. My perception of romance is. Like, behavioural intimacy.
0: Yeah, but don't you think that's the same for men? Like, you know, rom- romance... I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I may be completely on my own here, but what would you qualify as romance? You probably lighting a candle, having a moment. Of- no,
1: no, no. Obviously not. Like, that's a different... It's a different vibe. I think when people... I think that got really... Misconstrued. I think if you like were to cook me dinner and light candles and I went, oh, that's romantic. I wouldn't mean that there's candles in dinner. I would mean that you've done something really nice for me to make me feel good. That's romantic. So every time you do something nice for me, I like, it, it honestly, like makes my, like, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. It's disgusting. But it makes me really, really happy inside. And it makes me feel really loved. And that's romantic, right? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to lie. And I, please, absolutely, like, give me your side of the story here it's gonna be great I don't think we've really had a particularly romantic quarantine and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that because I don't think it's been particularly easy to find or do anything romantic during this time period I think it's quite honestly I think it's quite romantic that I cook for you every day and I think it's quite romantic that you set up my tech Technology when I don't know what the hell I'm doing, which has happened a couple times. And I barbecue
0: the fuck out of stuff for you as well. Yeah,
1: well, I think you do that because you love to barbecue. But no, well, I love it. No, but know, I love I cook it the food when
0: you. Perfect- cook- to yeah, for
1: you. when you when you go to the shop and you come back with like my favourite slabs of protein. Yeah. that's romantic because yeah. I know that you prefer. Sirloin over fill it and you'll get
0: me. Slabs of protein for your missus they they love it. Yeah?
1: <laughs> that's romantic, but I, I don't think other than me cooking for you and you really helping me with the technology side of what I do, and, and like let's be clear, like I need a lot of help in that area, and James really does like give up his time to help me do it. That's really romantic. I don't actually think we have been that romantic, and that's okay because what the hell are we meant to do?
0: I think because we've had those themed days, which we did. We did pizza day. Yeah. We did Ibiza day. You know, we've sat, and, and, sat and had the weekends off completely and had like, you know, uh, when we went around London holding hands, we walked past all that kind of stuff. Those, that I classed them as like romantic <laughs> Remember moments. Remember when we held hands. Remember when we held hands.
1: <laughs> For an hour. That, yeah. That an hour one day in quarantine. I let you hold
0: my hand. That's fucking romantic. <laughs> what do you mean? What
1: more do you mean? I tell you what was romantic. It's my birthday in two weeks. Two weeks today. Yes. And James wouldn't um hold my hand at the shops yesterday and I didn't I was getting really annoyed <laughs> <laughs>
0: Needy I need him so
1: clingy. And it turned out it was because he was hiding my birthday card in one of his like, magazines. One well, the- of
0: not one of them magazines. Not one of of those a, magazines. It was actually Mac format. One magazine.
1: of those, but yeah, it was just it was just super cool. Computer magazine.
0: <laughs> Can't buy porn magazine. We don't need to really the porn hunting. Also a, all a stuff, gun
1: magazine. Yeah, I got rifle magazine. I'm, I'm into my shooting. So um, I, you know. So yeah, so that's why that was really romantic, even though I've basically organized my whole birthday. But again, at the same time, if I hadn't organized my birthday, you would have just got your PA to do it. And then I would have been pissed off because then it would have been really void of romance. Whereas at least when you let me organize my own birthday, I can make sure that I'm doing everything I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I would much rather that than your PA did. It.
0: So, what would you, what advice would you give to people to keep it romantic in lockdown? What, I mean, based on the fact that you think doing things for each other, what you know, what would you say? Would you be cut three tips for them?
1: I think okay. The first tip would be to understand each other's languages of love. So, this is how different people feel loved and appreciated in a relationship. So, for me, a really big one is just like being. Like like people being affectionate with me, being nice to me, being patient with me. All those things are things that I really need in a relationship. Um, for James, I think actually he needs his space a lot more than I do. I think he needs the freedom to be able to go and do what he wants to do. He's gone shooting a couple times with a couple of his friends at a distance, obviously with guns, I would hope so. Um, Not
0: shooting my friends at a distance, that's a bit tight.
1: <laughs> he likes to be left on his own for a few hours most nights to DJ or, you know... <laughs> Watch porn, evidently. I don't do this. You're going to make me out <laughs> no, to be. A, I
0: mean, my book, my autobiography is called What a, what a yeah, Flanker, exactly. based on what a Wanker." I'm not even doing that. I never. No,
1: pull uh, no. the end of it off. Uh, no, he he's, uh, he likes to he he likes to be to have time to himself, which obviously is very different to me. But I like to give that to him. Um, I think obviously then finding you know finding time to be together, um, and in terms of you know just eating a meal together, going for a walk together, whatever it is, um, just talking. And I think, um, I don't know, I'm a really big believer in saying good morning and kissing each other and having a cuddle before you get up and start your day and the same thing at night. I think it just kind of reinforces that you love each other and you appreciate your life together.
0: Yeah, so basically we got into a situation where we had quite a few rows where because we were in lockdown and and, and I think... I feel like we spend a lot of time together and by spending a lot of time together, we're happy, you know, and, or, but you know, you obviously want some more, more of those special moments. So for example, when I get into bed at night, I just pick up my book. I'm reading a fantastic book you for my birthday, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and Miss Norelle, Uh And, you know, you but you want that time to have a bit of intimacy before bed. And you No, know, no, got-
1: I don't, don't get me wrong. I want you to read before bed. I think that's fantastic. But just like... L- literally 20 seconds to be like good night love you kiss cuddle and then read not but, you, but
0: my point was i think because we get you get into a routine you take those moments for granted where you're saying yeah. actually that's a sh- those little bits wake up in the morning i love you big kiss go to bed i like you good night do a little chat before whatever you do yeah. is integral to a relationship
1: i think yeah i think look i'm not saying you have to check in with each other every five minutes or every hour throughout the day that's not what i'm saying but yeah i think just starting the day by being like hello like just it just says, I'm happy that I'm with you. I'm happy that I'm spending my life with you. Now go, be free, and we'll reconvene later. And I think I think it's important.
0: Well, okay, fine. So so we've agreed on that part point of view and some nice little tips for you there. Talking about um, the dreaded word sex, S-E, excellent spell. Um I can't obviously say during any lockdown. I think there'll be couples out there who've been at it like rabbits. Yeah. And I, know I think there'll be couples that, that haven't. Now we have an interesting situation within our relationship that um, timing is, is our issue.
1: Yeah, it's really annoying. James is like false advertising. First of all, just with how he looks. It's like, oh, this is going to be fun. He's like an injured hobbly old man. Uh-oh. So there's that. <laughs>
0: how
1: fucking gay? Um, But then also, yeah, like I think when we first started dating and like really throughout the first few years of our relationship and even the beginning of our marriage, it was like fairly to be expected that the evening in bed together was our time. Yeah. You've completely pulled the rug out from under me and I don't really know how to handle this, but now James has decided that he doesn't like it in, <laughs> at night. This is so over the top. <laughs> Too honest, whatever, it's fine. And that he will only now have sex in the afternoon, which is when I work, I train, I cook, I clean. I do all of my like professional and domestic errands in the day and I'm like this is absolutely suboptimal timing for me (laughs) and you can't just change it like that on a dime but he has and so now we're in this weird situation where I either have to give up time professionally or personally or domestically, or it just doesn't happen, which I feel is unbelievably unfair on me. But you have a different take. Yeah,
0: of course I have a different take after that little sob story about false advertising, you biatch. Um, First of all, lads- (laughs) I don't think anyone
1: says biatch anymore. (laughs) They do,
0: me and Brittany from the uh, early nineties. How good does she look as a schoolgirl?
1: Oh God, the fetish never ends.
0: She did look bang tidy in that little setup. I'm not going to lie to you. Anyway, hit me, babe, one more time. Okay. But anyway, sorry, I got sidetracked as fashion to what she looked like. Then um, we're talking about Oh, she's pulled her face. She's rolling her eyes. Now I
1: know how you feel about tartan skirts. What anyone trying to uh, trying to have an affair with my husband just rock up in a tartan skirt and you are his.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I'm yours forever, babe. Um, so we're talking about. I mean, look, I, I think. I'm interested, in lads, to send an email in actually about what they think about when their preferential, in prefer, you know, a preferential sex time is. Because to be honest, with you at night, because I, you know, work quite hard in the day like you do, but I train quite hard as well. Obviously, different kind of training modalities, a lot of fitness-based stuff. I am getting older, and my body's pretty battered. I'm you, I'll not,
1: get it. you look better with age, babe.
0: I'm more, I'm more of an afternoon operator. That's when I do my best work. You know, I get on the workbench and I and I do some create, you know, I create some magic. At night time, when I associate bed with going to sleep, as I always have done through my, my, like, sporting career, you know, I'm tired by the time I get to bed. So it's not my best It's not where I do my best work. I sort of lay in bed. My back's pretty sore. I get settled in in my orthopaedic pillows. And I'm ready to, to absolutely fall asleep. And oh, so, my
1: God. You're, I, like, I married an 80-year-old.
0: <laughs> you no, know, but, I, you know, I don't... I have actually come, you know, sort of leapt at the chances a few times in the evening. But it's not my, it's not my preferred zone. And actually, I wonder whether, because we've been in lockdown... You know, we sort of spent so much time. We sort of taken for granted, maybe, that we're spending time together and stuff. Maybe you know, setting aside some time for some some magic creation might be, you know, might be the thing moving forward. I don't know what you feel.
1: I feel that
0: enthusiasm is coming off you in waves
1: because I truly feel that I've 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 consistently been trying to make compromises in this subject matter, right? And that actually, like sometimes, it's just a bit like, okay, I need you to.
0: What comes to the table for you? Yeah. Compromise what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, that has to be like I have to like that's romantic. Well,
0: okay, so why don't we bring in the policy which we tried to do, which was uh I'll come on to you, then you come on to me.
1: Yeah. But it doesn't work when only one of us, me, is doing it. You have to pay it back.
0: Well, you can't do it yourself, babe. I've seen you try and do that. Do I Do you think I, your
1: libido has suffered since you started you joined up to fight training? Because I reckon that's got a bit to do with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I was exha- I was I was eating five thousand five hundred calories a day eating about 2500 calories during that thing the only thing i wanted to do was was go to go to sleep cry and pray i'm not even religious um so yeah that potentially has had a bit of an effect but also i think when you're locked down together and you're sort of focused and working all the time you know the novelty of kind of having fanny on tap if that's what the you know you can say kind of just wears thin a little bit i think so you just maybe need to revitalize that stuff maybe like we said. today. <laughs>
1: Because it's just reminding me of
0: something Dodge said the other day, and it's making me feel sick. Oh, God. Um, so that's what I think. So, okay, we'll try that compromise then. So, lads, try that. But I'm interested to see whether it's a weird thing for men or whether I'm, you know, or men all, always like it at night or whether a day operator. I mean, I've always been a day operator. I sort of compromise, because I only used to see you in the evenings. That's why.
1: James Haskell, you have not always been a day operator. I
0: have always been. That's my specialty. Finish training in the afternoon, do bits.
1: Go to sleep. Who were you doing bits with? I lived at
0: home for a long period of time, right? Oh, so,
1: that both No,
0: no, but I did... Because well, because, I lived
1: at home, No, because so. I played
0: away. No, I played, no, sorry this sound all sounds cliche. <laughs> I played abroad for a long time, and I, and I always got sh- shit short-term contracts with Wasp. So I, I stayed at my parents' house. So... Because they lived in butt fuck nowhere. You couldn't ship in any bits and pieces for evening operations because you had to meet your parents. Your mum would be like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm fucking 30, mum, fuck off. And I was with you as a 30, awkward. I said, I'm 25, 26, whatever. It it didn't it didn't bode well. So I, I, if you want to do any bits, it'll be afternoon. So that's why it's always been ingrained with me. But with you, because we only saw each other, that's why it's happened. So I'm interested to see what, when, when women like it, when men like it. Send us an email.
1: I don't know if it's to do with... Sex meaning gender. I, I think it's to do with. I think it's just to do with preference. I mean, yeah. I I just I have I have shit to do. I have a lot to do. Like, you see how busy yeah. I am, right? And I'm like, all that morning like,
0: doesn't take care. Of three o'clock in the shit. afternoon
1: for me is a work hour. Yeah. Like so, it's yeah. yourself. But also like in the evenings, like a lot of people. Obviously, we we've had our. I definitely have had my kind of experiences with alcohol throughout this quarantine. But I've stopped drinking now in the week. And you have to admit, like. If you go to bed on a glass of wine, it's more fun. Um, yeah, oh,
0: I'm actually, not a massive you drinker, like it, so. No, no, that's no. true. I mean, I dropped, we had some red wine the other night. Are we just lovely.
1: discovering on our first ever couples quarantine that we're not sexually compatible? <laughs> at oh all? my
0: God, is that, is that it? what we, we discover? <laughs> Next, it'll be couples quarantine with just Jay's Haskell. Chloe's left me. Um, Why do
1: you get to keep the podcast?
0: Because I know how to record it, the technology. That's you can't. true. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically. Um, okay. One thing I was to, you know, come on before we sort of wrap this this rambling mess up is different diets during lockdown. I imagine lots of couples have had to put up with that. You know, lads wanting to do one thing, women wanting to do another, a lot of self-development stuff going on. What do you, what do you think?
1: I think um, at the beginning of lockdown, I was in a fat loss phase. I was a few weeks into a fat loss phase and I realised pretty much immediately. No, I, no, I realised a few weeks in. I gave it, I always do this. I give it time and then I reassess as I go. I realized that it was going to have a, a negative detrimental effect on our, on our marriage and our lockdown experience together. So I implemented a diet break. So which basically means for anybody who knows anything about or wants to know anything about um, nutrition and calories and blah, blah, blah. I basically went back up to maintenance calories. What that meant was, was that we could have some freedom to enjoy quarantine together in the form of food and alcohol, because let's be honest, there's been absolutely nothing else to enjoy about it other than the sporadic weather, which has been fantastic on days. Um, so that's what I did. And I'm really glad I did it because it gave us something to look forward to on the weekends. Like you talked about Ibiza day. We'd have a magnum of whispering angel in the garden. We'd have, um, a beer at You had hand. a magnum
0: of fucking whispering angel. Yeah,
1: you had with tequila, margaritas, pizza. Gin like, and tonics. Yeah, I went for a doing,
0: massive phase of gin and tonics.
1: Yeah, like we've had, we had such a great time and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I'd been restricting my diet, which basically would have meant that I really wouldn't have had anything to look forward to at all. So I'm really glad that I did that. Now, you know, I feel like you've, I've given you, I've given you all I can give. And now I'm like back to my fat loss phase, getting back on it. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that i'm glad that i did it but uh i feel like that was the right thing to do
0: yeah i mean i, I think what's interesting with these with the couple stuff in the diet is actually encouraging your, your partner to get involved with you it's nothing worse than you'll be on one one you know i mean look we're both in our diets but we we can't really merge because my goals are different from yours you're, you're you're in a calorie deficit at the moment i'm yeah. just normal calorie you know normal calories within reason um and, you know, you're, you, I was a performance athlete. You were, uh, you know, transforming your body, which required calorie deficit again. You know, now I'm not a performance athlete. I no, it depends which have... phase you're in. Fine, i sorry, which phase you You always in
1: that? say that. You're like, oh, she's always in a... Ca-. I'm like, I'm no, not always. Fine. Fine. But it's... it doesn't, but it feels like that to you because I think a normal day for you is 4,000 calories. Yeah, yeah, On my highest day, I'm on 2,000 so that's already half of what you're Yeah, like. yeah.
0: That's what I mean. It's just, you know, like I, you know, apart from a holiday when you like come off a photo shoot, you carry eight donuts back to the table and eat them. <laughs> I
1: know, I've learned my lesson. I don't do that anymore.
0: No, but but you know, that's what I, that's what I would call you know, I, when I eat, I mean I, I don't really restrict myself. There's bits and pieces I don't eat and I track, but I don't have to. Yeah. You have to have an element of restriction to it. And even when I was playing, because I was burning so many calories, I didn't have to do that. So I think it's right good to try and get your partner on board. You know, if, it's women, if the woman in the household is, is trying to you know, get, into a, uh, uh, get into shape, then the husband needs to support it. If the husband's on a certain diet, then maybe it's a trigger for the wife to try and eat healthier. I think that's, for better harmony, both of you paying attention, taking care and being respectful of each other, is a sure fire way of dealing with different goals and making life a little bit easier, I think. And you're much more likely to succeed if you've got a partner together.
1: I agree. In fact, I was going to put something to you. Yes. Maybe I'll just do it right now go on, on put podcast.
0: it well, you put it out in the public babe
1: it is my birthday two weeks today yeah. what say you to us not having a drink at all until my birthday yeah
0: deal Done. yeah perfect i can do that easy peasy okay lemon squeezy okay the last thing i want to talk to you about before we wrap this up we're going for 44 minutes now is being hot and being cold women always cold men always hot it's a fucking nightmare, especially when I'm 122 kgs and I'm in my pants recording this and you're in a tracksuit bottoms and a, a t-shirt in the conservatory. Again, a middle-class sentence. It came in the house. We, didn't, we don't ever want to get a Again, a middle-class sentence. Again, yeah. <laughs> um, how would you deal with it? Because your cold hands and constantly trying to make me, and, and climbing all over me and I'm hot, it's caused a bit of tension. What's your theories on how to deal with that then?
1: We don't deal with it. We fight over it
0: yeah but you but also fiddling with the thermostats a massive issue like, oh. I think
1: I would rather having had every temperature on the, on the menu occur inside and outside of my body this entire quarantine I would much rather be a little bit too hot wearing you know a sports bra and your boxer shorts my favorite at home I'm too hot. Outfit. You came up with
0: the terminology for your outfit, outfit, wasn't it? House outfit. Yeah, my outfit. which is
1: basically a sports bra and James's boxer shorts. I would rather be too hot wearing that than freezing cold, having to bundle on one or two blankets when I've already got a hoodie, socks, and trackies on. I would much rather that. So I think that you're being a bit of a pussy, and you need to get your shit.
0: Well, okay. Let me give a scenario for you. We're relaxing in the evening. I'm sitting in my pants, very hot. You have got your little tracksuit bottoms on. You get the blanket out, and you try to wrap me in the blanket and climb all over me. And I am so hot to the touch that it's you know it's impossible, and I lose my temper. Who's in the wrong there, or who's in the right?
1: I, mean, I don't think. I think you don't need to lose your temper. You could just say like, "I'm really hot. I need to go sit
0: elsewhere." Yeah, but sometimes when you a bit, you know, are a bit confined and hot, you get a bit restless. Is, it, is this just me, lads? Let us know, because I, I. No, I think normally. everybody
1: can can can. You know, you you men have a higher thermogenesis than women. You run at a higher body temperature. You're bigger. You know, you're 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 obviously going to be at a at a, bit, a little bit warmer than we are. However, at the same point, at the same time, I just think like when you get really hot and bothered, and this is very human, so no judgment. But when you get very hot and bothered you do tend to lose your temper like at the drop of a hat. Like I saw it happen earlier today when you were too hot in your hoodie and you like threw it off in a fit of rage. And all I'm saying is like, fair play to you. That's completely fine. But maybe like, you know, maybe we don't have to have a temper tantrum over the temperature. Maybe we can have a calm, very quick, open and shut discussion. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah, fine. Okay, well, I I can try to work on that. We've got lots of work on from this, mainly my side. I don't hear you working on a lot. But but, talk about your cold... I
1: am working on a lot. I'm making myself an afternoon pest, which does not come that Talk
0: about your freezing cold hands and and the etiquette of touching your partner with them, because that is like a knife through the heart for me. Ish. Yeah, so cold, your feet and your hands. At bedtime, you try and get your tickly little feet onto mine. And you. No, big- I
1: don't like that anymore. We used to... Everyone listening is going to be like, I just vomited in my mouth. We used to do this really cute thing where we would hold hands and hold feet when we went to sleep. <laughs> I don't think we fucking did. We did. Because James gets really, really hot, so he needs space. But I need contact because I'm insane. So <laughs> we would hold hands and hold feet. But it's so funny because now, James, not now, like last year, James started doing this thing where he'd like kick my feet away. <laughs> and at first I was really upset. And I was like, we well, used to hold feet. And he pretended that he it never, happen it's never get, happened. Genuinely, it's never happened. Genuinely, it's never happened. Genuinely, didn't at happen.
0: Utter bollocks.
1: But now, like he does this thing where when he's like fast asleep in the dead of night, his his crabby little foot will find its way over to mine and i don't like it anymore like he's conditioned it out of me so <laughs> I, I kick him away now but the hand holding we still do yeah but
0: what about walking past me today by the coffee machine and putting a cold hands on my back and i almost leapt through onto the island
1: yeah i like to pick james but sometimes i have bad circulation and i go to pick him and he goes absolutely mental <laughs> because my hands are too cold and i know, always know like he, like, his eyes, the first thing that happened, they go, like, black. It's really hard to explain. He gets, like, shark eyes, and he looks at me, and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then he kicks off. Gets really upset about it. I can't help it. You're warm and my hands are cold. Why suggesting? can't you Some be like Edward from Twilight and warm me up? <laughs>
0: Edward was an absolute fucking loser.
1: <gasps> Blasphemy. No, wait, not Edward. I'm. Oh, God, I even got it wrong. I blasphemed myself yeah. Myself on Twilight. Um jacob jesus jacob the werewolf gets oh, in the tent with her warms her God. up can we talk about how thick Kristen stewart is that's the topic i will talk about Kristen
0: stewart yeah which one's she
1: bella from twilight oh yeah but
0: she's a cheating ho-, ho, bag. you upset what's she called it because she was shagging that director wasn't she
1: whatever she's really hot well you
0: can't do that baby she, her name was mud and also now she goes the other way which is you know all about that
1: i think she always has been
0: fine i mean there's other it's, it's you know i think i'm all about her life well, of course you're all
1: about that life.
0: Um, right, well, that's it. That's all we've got time for in Couples Quarantine, episode one.
1: I'm so sorry to everyone that actually like took a punt on this, tried to listen, and was just like, these two wankers like, <laughs> shut the fuck up about their relationship. Nobody cares. Okay,
0: well, look, we're going to end it there, but I just will tell you that the whole idea of the show is to be your agony aunt, for you to send us your voice notes, your video messages, your uh, emails with kind of your questions, stuff that Chloe and I can discuss because we've been through most things Um good and oh bad oh my god
1: we have been through the ringer nothing <laughs> you say is going to shock been us
0: been your ringer <laughs> that's, that's, that's. Um, so Only anyway at 3 p.m yes yeah, so please if you would uh, yeah 3 p.m what key time um if you want to submit your questions videos audio, whatever it you know we'll put them on the, on the podcast it's cq questions at james that is cq questions at james obviously
1: we can't do this every week with just james and i so i think we're going to need to get some guests on the next episode so please do uh come in with suggestions of guests that we can actually get don't come in with like get on Brad and Angelina <laughs> to talk about their divorce it's never going to happen yeah. but I guess we could actually get I've got a few in mind um, that could be really really fun Yeah. Um, and then we can what we can do is we can have other couples tell their annoying stories and uh, maybe actually you guys can, can play agony on and you can come in and give us some tips I feel like the whole point of this podcast was to help other people but all we did was our dirty laundry yeah, yeah
0: exactly well look thanks so much for it if you like it obviously please subscribe please share and we'll catch you all very soon